for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. It's good to be with you again as we look at Jeremiah 49, as we consider what it's like to have neighbors. You've heard the proverbial issue of the neighbor who always borrows tools and never returns them, or else you've seen the neighbor uh, on YouTube or somewhere that is always encroaching on parking in, in somebody else's property. And, and the whole issue is how, how do those neighbors get along? It's usually a struggle. There's usually uh, harsh words and, and uh, antagonism. And there's a sense of uh, uh, that I own this and, or a sense of uh, I'm going to take what is yours and I'm going to hold on to it. In fact, that's the last commandment. Uh, in the uh, Ten Commandments, it says thou shalt not covet issues of property or possessions, uh, those things that... Uh, God spoke about not desiring the neighbor's uh, uh, property, the wife, the manservant, or whatever. And so in our portion, as we look at uh, Jeremiah 49, we're going to see some issues between neighbors and how they're going to deal with things. But, but no, not so much they are going to deal with it. Let's see how God is going to deal with it. Now, Whenever God is dealing with issues, uh, I'm always wanting an answer or a solution right now. And that's not always, in fact, that's very rarely the way God acts or uh, how he does things. And so for our lives, we need to understand the truth that God is holy and a righteous God, and he will do the right thing. We need to trust him in his time and put our faith in him. Jeremiah chapter 49 verses 1 through 6. Concerning the Ammonites, this is what the Lord says. Has Israel no sons? Has Israel no heir? Why then has Malik taken possession of Gad? Why do his people live in its towns? But the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will sound the battle cry against Rabbah of the Ammonites. It will become a mound of ruins, and its surrounding villages will be set on fire. Then Israel will drive out those who drove her out, says the Lord. Wail Heshbon, for Ai is destroyed. Cry out, you inhabitants of Rabbah. Put on sackcloth and mourn. Rush here and there inside the walls, for Malik will go into exile together with his priests and officials. Why do you boast of your valleys, boast of your valleys so fruitful? Unfaithful daughter Ammon, you trust in your riches and say, who will attack me? I will bring terror on you from all those around you, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Every one of you will be driven away, and no one will gather the fugitives. Yet afterward, I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites, declares the Lord. 
in Jeremiah 49, we come to the brother uh, of the Moabites. It's the Ammonites. And uh, as Moab was the eldest daughter's son of Lot, this is the youngest daughter, her son, and that their descendants. Now, they were neighbors there of one another, but they were also neighbors to Israel. And they had a hard time dealing with Israel because there was a lot of jealousy going on. And then at a point, it carries on. But let, let's look here first at, uh, in verse 1 of 49, it says, Concerning the Ammonites, this is what the Lord says. Has Israel no sons? Has Israel no error? Why did the Moloch take possession of Gad? Why do his people live in its towns? See, it's the idea of those Gadites who remained on the east side of the Jordan River. They were neighbors. They were, they were right next door to each other to the Ammonites. And the Ammonites kind of pushed into their territory. They kind of moved in on them. And when they found a field that wasn't being attended to by the Gadites, well, they just took that field. It's kind of like the old proverbial, uh, the, the, the tent, and, and you have a camel who gets its nose into the tent, and after a while, the whole stinking camel is inside the tent. And so that's some of what is going on here with the Ammonites, that they had just spread out a little bit. You know, they took the tools and kept them as their own, as their neighbor. Or they kind of parked on, on the property beside your house, but it's your property, it's not theirs. And that's what the Ammonites did. They kind of moved in. And they did have a prosperous life. They, they lived in an area that was kind of secluded. They, they lived in an area that had uh, th mountains on three sides, and they were going to be hard-pressed to be uh, conquered by anybody because they felt very secure, not only with their geographic position, but they also felt very uh, comfortable with their prosperity. They were, they were, they were very... Uh, good at uh, production of uh, foodstuffs, and they had a wonderful uh, fertile valley that they worked through. But no matter what we may think is our security, or, or what we put our trust in, those things are fading. Those things go away. And what I want to encourage you to wherever you're at in your relationship with God, to never, ever put your trust in the things you have here on earth. Or or try to grasp someone else's out of a covetous, well, gosh, that's a nice looking, let me have that, let me take that, let me procure that. There's an area of our life that God wants us to have faith and trust in him. It goes on here uh, in verse 2. It says, But the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will sound the battle cry against Rahab and Ammonites. It will become a mound of ruins, and the surrounding villages will be set on fire. Then Israel will drive out those who drove her out, says the Lord. 
what you did, Ammonites, it's going to come right back at you. God's going to deal with you in the same way you dealt with Israel. It's going to happen to you. These nice villages, these nice cities you have, they're going to be mounds. They're just going to be ruins. I don't know if you've ever gone to any of the um, historical uh, ruins in your area of the world, but you, you, you can think of what the culture might have been like one day. You know, you see the, the Greek culture. You see the Roman culture. Here in America, in the Southwest, we see the Native American Indian culture. But now there's simply ruins. And that's what God was declaring for the Ammonites. There will be villages that are simply in ruins. It goes on in verse 5. I want to put, it says, I will bring terror on you from all those around you, declares the Lord. The Lord Almighty, every one of you will be driven away and no one will gather the fugitives. So that there is a time coming, God promises, when they're going to not have that security that they have. Who do you have security in? Who do you trust in? Where do you put your faith? Is it in those things we have? Is it the relationships or, or the prosperity that we may have? Well, I want to encourage you today to look further, look deeper into the walk with the Lord. I want to encourage you to pray more, to read God's word more, and develop that security and trust in him. And no matter whatever the circumstance, I'm content there the way Paul defined it. First off, I want to thank you for spending time here at my dinner table, spending time around living life and God's word together. I pray that you're nourished by it and strengthened by it. Again, we come to an understanding of just who God is. He's one who desires the right thing to go on. He re requires justice. And in our lives, we need to be aware of how are we conducting ourselves according to God's will. Because you see, the Ammonites, they transgressed the things that God expected of them. And it was in that transgression that God promised their villages and valleys that they felt so good about were going to become ruins. Now, there is the judgment, but continually, continually, there are those little words that God speaks to us. And if we look here at verse 6 of chapter 49, it says, Yet, afterward, I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites, declares the Lord. That his judgment is always correct and right. But in that, we need to recognize that God's grace and mercy are always evident. Let's consider where we need to align ourselves more with the Lord and see his grace work in our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your goodness to us. But Lord, we recognize that we are not our own 
leaders, our own directors. Lord, we depend on you for your support and encouragement in our lives. Bless us this day and guide us in your precious name. Amen. For a single soul, the in